This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. At One Hour Air Conditioning and Heating, our trained comfort specialists are here to help improve the air quality of your home. So call 855-1HOUR or visit onehourair.com. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in their respective state or county. Use your mobile phone to get seven minutes of nonstop news from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Seven at seven. Weekdays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. What is up, hockey fans? This is the Golden Edge Podcast, the podcast where the Las Vegas Review Journal talks about hockey. I am Ben Goats, one of your Golden Knights beat writers, joined as always by my colleague Dave Shane. And we are joined by a very special guest today, uh, Golden Knights defenseman Alex Petrangelo. Alex, uh, thanks so much for being here. How are you doing? Good, good. I, I was, we were just joking. Not, not a whole lot to do in the hotel, so I don't mind uh, hopping on, killing uh, 20, 25 minutes with you guys. Well, nice. still very much appreciated. Uh, you, of course, now about three-fourths through your first season uh, in Las Vegas and with the Golden Knights. Just what's it been like so far being with a new organization? Yeah, a little bit different. I think uh, I've, I've said it before that I think the strangest part for me going on a new team is we haven't been able – I mean, we see each other at the rink and, um, you know, practice days and all that, but you don't have the usual, you know, quote-unquote team bonding stuff where you get to go out for dinners and do stuff. So I've kind of – been a little bit of a challenge in terms of that but uh i think we spent enough time uh, in the meal room and um you know at the rink that i've gotten to know guys over time but i guess uh really from from previous years that's the only thing that i've noticed that's been a little bit different having to get to know you know basically a whole new team so let's go back briefly just a little bit in terms of the decision to leave st louis and just how difficult that was for you especially knowing you know, your family ties and, and it being the only organization that you had played for. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was a tough decision. I mean, uh, you know, it takes about a year really to make that decision. It wasn't a decision that we took lightly. There was a lot of things that, uh, you know, we took into account. Um, you know, there's some reasons, you know, that between me and my wife that we know that we felt like we needed, you know, maybe, uh, we didn't know if St. Louis is going to be able to work it out. I mean, both, you know, sides tried and both sides, you know, wanted to, you know, make it work, but this is a business and, you know, here I am. So we, uh, we're happy with the decision. I mean, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good so far. Like you said, I think the hardest part for us as a family was, you know, she's from St. Louis. So being able to pick up and, you know, um, if you know anybody from St. Louis, they typically never leave the city. So for her, it was like a big change and, I think uh, a little nervous at first for her, but, you know, as we've kind of got to know people and it felt more comfortable, I think, uh, I think she's enjoying, uh, you know, the challenge of kind of living somewhere new. Obviously it was kind of a weird time, you know, with the middle of pandemic and all that, how much fun was it to actually like pack up and move with everything going on? And for you, especially having young kids as well. 
Yeah, I've moved a lot. I like uh, I like changing houses, but uh, this time with four kids, no, it was not uh, not easy. I moved within the city, but when you got to move cross country with four kids, it's like you're cleaning the house out, and it's just like an endless amount of stuff. And I don't know if I'm really going to be moving with the kids again unless I absolutely have to, because uh, they pile up a lot of stuff real quickly. Just toys, clothes, just that kind of stuff. Toys that I didn't even know we still had. Clothes. I mean. If you got kids, I mean, you, you wear the clothes for two months and all of a sudden, you know, you got to get rid of them or, you know, pass them down to the next kid. So we're, we saved that. Uh, we just had our fourth one, uh, our baby girl, Julia, we actually saved our, our, uh, older daughter's clothes. Cause we were smart enough to think like, okay, with the amount of clothes that we've used, I'm not going to go back to the store every week to buy new clothes. So, uh, she got the hand-me-downs. So now you are in a new city, Las Vegas, but with the pandemic and all the restrictions and everything, how much time have you actually had to explore and kind of, you know, learn about the area? Um, I mean, when you have kids, you do a lot of car rides. So we kind of got to know the city by driving around and, you know, we the kids have been going to school. So, um, you know, gets them out of the house, which has been nice because, you know, if you got young kids, they need to, for them, it's important to get that social aspect of it. So that part was nice. And, um, you know, my mother-in-law's come in and visit and, and all that. So we're trying to make it as easy on the kids as possible. How did you and the family enjoy your first Vegas uh, winter? And I'm putting that kind of in air quotes because we actually got snow this time. Yeah, everyone, everyone oh, I never snows. I'm like, well, it snowed like well, like three times this year. So I don't know if people were lying or it was just a random, uh, random <laughs> chance that it snowed. I mean, we didn't have really heavy winters in St. Louis. So me being from... Uh, Toronto area. I mean, I was used to some pretty harsh ones growing up, but, uh, you know, I, I don't mind the snow to look at, but with kids and uh, it's much easier just putting a jacket on and not putting on snow pants and snow gloves. So I, uh, I wasn't complaining about it. Have you had like a, Oh, like we're not in St. Louis anymore. Oh, we're in somewhere different moment. Cause I know for me, when I moved here, it was like, Oh, you have to, to get to the movie theater, you have to go through a casino or to go bowling. You have to go through a casino you had like one of those moments yet living in Las Vegas? Uh, I think just the heat, the first, the heat wave that we had was the first one. Cause it's a totally different heat. We were just t- touching on it. I mean, we get the humidity in the Midwest, but here, you know, you can kind of get in the shade and maybe you're not, uh, you're not too scorching hot, but the difference in the sun, the heat, you know, side of the kids, even when it's 65 degrees from, you know, the Midwest to Vegas, it's a big difference. And, uh, you know, the kids got a little bit red the first time. So it was a bit of a, <laughs> Bit of a learning phase, a bit of an adjustment for us. It hasn't even got hot yet. Like, are you looking forward to those hundred degree days where you got to go down and play hockey? I'm, I'm sure for a chance at the Stanley Cup, you'd play just about anywhere, though. I mean, I played till what do we middle of June the year we won. So, I mean, it was pretty hot in St. Louis and it was pretty hot in Boston. So, um, by that time, it's warm everywhere. I don't think you're going to get any places that are have cool weather. Yeah. Obviously, there's the off-ice adjustment, but there's, you know, an on-ice adjustment, too. So how much for a guy that spent, obviously, your entire career with one team, how much is it uh, difficult to learn a new system, learn a new team, everything like that, especially with kind of a short camp that you guys had? Yeah, uh, the weird part was probably no exhibition games. That was probably the strange part, right? Usually you have, you know, six or seven, and usually uh, your veteran players are playing, you know, three, four, maybe five at the most. And you kind of get that, you know, adjustment period. But this year was just kind of being thrown into the fire. Uh, it was a little bit different. I mean, you're kind of learning on the go, right? I mean, when you've been somewhere for so long, everything kind of becomes second nature. And 
Um, I'd say for the first, you know, maybe 10, 15 games, I was still doing stuff, catching myself saying, okay, well, that's not how we do it. That's how I used to do it. And, uh, you know, it's an adjustment period. And, and I was kind of understanding it and a bit of a realist. I knew it wasn't going to be, um, you know, perfect right off the bat. There was going to be tendencies that I kind of had to break, but I think now as the season's progressed and I feel more comfortable in the system and, you know, with the players and kind of getting to know tendencies of every player, it certainly makes things easier. You touched a little bit maybe on the off-ice stuff in terms of building chemistry. What's it like in terms of on-ice chemistry, you know, with defensive partners and having to build that, you know, maybe with some of the restrictions and having to do things, you know, video meetings and video and, and all those sorts of things? Yeah, I think the best way, honestly, for me to learn is to be on the ice with guys and watch them play. And, uh, you know, I was, I had COVID and then I got hurt and then, you know, Nabra was hurt and then Marty was hurt. So it's kind of been a bit of a, um, I don't want to say carousel, but it's been a little bit different way. We've kind of been in and out. Um, so it's nice now that everybody's healthy. We can kind of see, um, how things are going to progress here, but there's no better way to learn and, and understand a player than, you know, watching him play, watching him practice. And, and I think we have a really good, uh, group in terms of chemistry where we can kind of interchange our pairings and whether it's special teams or five on five, and we can kind of adapt throughout the game who we're going to play with. You mentioned, I mean, COVID right there's how I guess, Difficult was that to have your kind of season interrupted that quickly? I think it was about two weeks into your first year with the Golden Knights and having to sit out for a little bit there. Yeah, uh, it was frustrating because, you know, like I said, I, I knew it was going to take about maybe 10 or 15 games to kind of get into the swing of things and kind of feel comfortable in the system and feel comfortable um, playing. And then, you know, just as I felt like things were kind of turning the corner, I'd sit out for 14 days. So uh, that part was definitely. Uh, definitely a long 14 days when you have, you know, four kids under the age of two and a half. So there was a, a lot of, uh, a lot of outside time in the backyard trying to kill the day with the kids. And, and my wife had it too. So we were just kind of the family sitting in the house trying to uh, figure out how to get through the day and, and keep those kids busy. What about in terms of the injury and, and obviously, you know, you blocked a shot, you were out for a few weeks. How did that just affect them? You know, your rhythm and, and trying to come back and, you know, develop that chemistry like we just talked about. Yeah, same thing. I felt like I was playing pretty well and it felt like I had things going in the right direction and then that happens. And, um, you know, that was, a, and again, that was frustrating again because it's nothing I could have done. You know, it's just, you know, you get hit with a puck and I always say, it's, you know, broken bones is not much you can do. A lot of times it's just, uh, it just is, you know, what it is and it takes time to heal, unfortunately. And it's continuing to take time to heal. It's not something that's going to heal, you know, right away. And, um, you know, I'm understanding that, you know, there's still some things with that, that I'm going to have to work through, but, um, I tried to pay attention a lot when I wasn't playing, you know, um, on the games and watch the games. And, and when I was, uh, when the team was in town, go to the games and pay attention because there's a lot of stuff you can learn from watching the game when you're not playing that you can kind of, uh, um, translate back to the ice when you get on there. This season's been different for obviously everyone just because it's so, you know, condensed and it's only divisions. Uh, what's that been like for you? I mean, I guess just the pace of the schedule and the fact that, I mean, I think the last two weeks you guys have had, you know, four games in seven days, basically just every week. It's a lot of hockey. Uh, it's, you know, every other day is, is a lot of hockey. You don't, you don't have time to practice really. I mean, you got to pick and choose when you go on the ice and what you're going to do. And when you're on the ice, you don't want to overextend yourself because that can catch up to you. But um, you know, it's a, it's certainly a little bit different. The division part is certainly, um, 
it's interesting because it, it's in, difficult to play the same team constantly, but being in the same city for a couple of days has been nice because you can kind of, you know, settle into your hotel and you're not living out of your suitcase playing one night and then go to the next uh, city. So that part's been nice. So I'm kind of curious to see where the league takes that in terms of the scheduling, uh, maybe staying in cities longer, uh, more than one game here as we move forward. How much have you kind of had to alter, you know, like a game day routine, things like that? I know for us, you know, they just allow us into the building later. I don't know what it's like for you guys, but is that a change at all for you? Just, you know, the day-to-day sort of procedures and routines? Uh, no, it's been pretty good for us. I think that was one thing that Lee's done a really good job is they've kind of allowed us to do our job and they've everything that they put in terms of the protocols and, and everything and just allows us to continue to do what we're doing. I mean, there's some small things where, you know, they've moved some stuff around in the rink, you know, the gyms, you know, outside instead of inside, but all that stuff is pretty much the same. You get to the rink at the same time, more than skate, all that stuff's uh, pretty much been the same, maybe a little bit of an adjustment at the beginning, but it's been the same all year. So I think guys have maybe altered the routines, maybe just a tad, but once you've done it, you kind of um, go with it and it hasn't really changed much, which has been nice. I want to ask you about one of your, I guess, uh, viral moments of the season, for lack of a better word, because you were mic'd up for the Lake Tahoe game. And of course, Nathan McKinnon is coming down and you get caught on mic saying, oh boy, which I think would be just about uh, anyone's reaction when yeah. he has a full head of steam coming at him. But uh, it was, I guess, what was uh, your response to that, to seeing that, hearing that? And, uh, you know, what have people been telling you about that? Uh, not much. I mean, I, I'm sure I've said more entertaining things than that during the game. They just don't put it out there. Maybe some uh words that probably shouldn't be on the you know i don't want my kids to hear but i mean it's just i saw him coming i knew i knew i was in trouble and i was at one end of the ice in the corner and he was at the other end of the ice going full speed i know it wasn't going to be a good situation so um obviously i didn't want him to score that wasn't the idea but now you know when you think back i mean stuff like that happens all the time i mean i think it's good entertainment one hour air conditioning and heating our trained comfort specialists are here to help improve the air quality of your home so call 855 one hour or visit onehourair.com independently owned and operated licensed in their respective state or county look for seven at seven local streaming news from the las vegas review journal find it on your smartphone at the rj app or it's available on roku tv fire tv and apple tv Download the app and you're ready to go for 7 at 7. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Is that kind of a normal thing? Like, do you talk, you know, out loud on the ice, Do you know, when you're doing stuff? I know I, you know, always just kind of talk to myself and things like that. I mean, I think it makes for fun entertainment. You know, I certainly, I got a kick out of it. I, I mean, it does. I mean, uh, I mean, we're always, all of us are usually constantly talking on the ice, saying stuff. I mean, um, I'm sure there's a lot of other things that they could have used. And, you know, they put that <laughs> one because it was entertaining. But, you know, you want to grow the game. You want to sell the game. You know, sometimes some of us have to kind of take that hit because uh, it creates some entertainment. So it is what it is. I mean, uh, I'm my buddy's got a real good kick out of it. Let's just say that. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm going to take you back to a little bit before you signed with the Golden Knights. And in you know, 2019, you guys lifted the Stanley Cup in Boston. Just what was that entire run like for you? Obviously, you were the team captain. But what was it like to kind of go through that entire 
experience you guys were, you know, at last place at one point in like January and you rallied all the way to, you know, end up lifting the cup. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's interesting because we had a lot of, uh, meetings within, you know, our team that year and, and just really just as players. And we felt like we were in a lot of games. We were losing a lot of games that we felt like we shouldn't have, um, you know, whether it was in the last minute of a game or we we're up by a couple and they were getting some favorable bounces. So, you know, at one point I remember looking at the standings and, you know, we could have been four or five spots higher. And then we had like four or five games in hand on some of those teams. And I still remember, you know, saying, I can't remember if someone's beside me in their locker room. And I said, you know, if we string, string a couple together, I think we've got a really good chance of still making the playoffs. And then, you know, I think the next week we won 12 in a row. So, you know, you never know. You just got to get hot at the right time. You know, we just felt like we were we were getting the chemistry that we wanted to. We just couldn't quite, you know, get the bounces and quite finish off games that we uh, should have finished off. And then once you win 12 in a row, I mean, the rest is history. The momentum was ours, you know, after that. What was it like for you personally, though, as a captain? I mean, obviously, that's everything every kid, you know, dreams about doing, uh, you know, when, when you're trying to make it to the NHL to actually be the first one to put your hands on the cup. What was that experience like for you? Well, I mean, obviously when you play somewhere for so long, right. And you don't, you know, get that opportunity. And then finally you get there. It's like, okay, this is a special moment. Um, for as many years as I was there, I made it to the conference finals, the one time playoffs every year and keep falling short, you know, you get frustrated after a while and to finally have that opportunity. I mean, uh, you pour a lot into it, you pour a lot of energy into it and, uh, man, what a feeling, um, uh, I just remember like going into game seven saying I, we had a really good feeling going into it. We felt like, um, you know, we had, a, we were going to win. I don't know what it was, but I just remember going into that saying, thank goodness. This is the last game. Like, thank goodness. No matter what, win or lose, this is the end. Cause that was, uh, I think we like matched the total of how many games you could play in a year ever. It was like a hundred and however many games. And, uh, it was finally nice that it came into an end and ended the way we wanted it to. I got to ask you about the, the rally song that year, Gloria. Are you ever going to get tired of hearing that song? It's every time it comes on somewhere, it's all I think about. It's like, it's amazing. Whether I'm in a restaurant or someone plays in the room by accident or, you know, whatever. I just, that's the first thing that comes out, which is kind of a cool thing, right? The, the way it just kind of happened. And um, I know like us as a group, we'll kind of remember that for the rest of our life, which is pretty special. So what were some of the takeaways from, from that in terms of, you know, what it sort of takes maybe to be able to win it? What, what are the things that, that a team has to, to have, you know, the ingredients to win a Stanley cup? Well, chemistry one, you need, you need depth, obviously. Um, and you gotta, you know, keep that even keel, you know, throughout the whole season and the playoffs, there's a lot of ups and downs. I mean, even in the playoffs, I mean, we were inches, centimeters away from losing to Dallas when uh Jamie Ben had the wraparound. I mean, we all thought it went and we thought it was over. And then we go on and win. So the emotions of the game are so high and so low. And you got to kind of push everything out, distractions, fans, you know, family, people. You just got to kind of push that all the way and you know keep your eye on the prize and and keep pushing because you know nobody goes 16 and all in the playoffs. That's just you know doesn't happen. So it's important to uh go into those games with a open mind every single day. Cause, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, look, like I said, we were in last place and inches away from losing and off we went to, uh, you know, win the Stanley cup. Obviously it's still a ways away from the postseason this year, but how many of those same qualities do you see in, in your current team right now? 
Yeah. And I think if you, if you watch like us in the last couple of weeks, our, you know, uh, depth has really come out. I mean, obviously Yanni was a good, you know, addition for us. Um, Nose has been scoring, you know, Will's been, I mean, if you look up and down the lineup now, we're getting scoring from everywhere. And when you can come in waves and play the way we do and skate the way we do, I think it's important. I think it's important to have that depth because, you know, in playoffs, typically, um, you know, there's always going to be top lines playing against each other. And those are obviously, you know, hard minutes. And if you can get some depth scoring, that alleviates some of the pressure off your top guys. And we're getting it from the back end too, which is important. And, you know, we have two obviously unbelievable goaltenders. So um, be able to use everybody that saves you moving forward here because you can kind of use that depth and take the load off a lot of guys. I'm kind of curious about something because you have a, a perspective on Ryan Reeves that maybe some other guys don't having played with them in St. Louis and, and played with them here. Now I'm kind of curious, can you maybe compare and contrast a little bit what he was like, you know, in St. Louis versus what he's like now. And, you know, some of the response to just his popularity in Vegas too. Do you, you kind of laugh at that or chuckle a little bit at that? Uh, I mean, I, I've known Rigo for a long time. He's kind of been the same way to me. He's the same guy. I mean, uh, we kind of grew up together. Right. And, uh, it's interesting to see him develop as a player because he's, you know, contributes more now than he ever has in terms of, you know, the skill side of the game. And he, it's, he's worked on, it, I remember, cause he came into St. Louis and, you know, stayed there and worked with our skilled coach and put the effort in. That's why he's, you know, been able to do what he's been able to do these last few years because it takes effort, but you know, same guy. And I think he's great for our team. He's great for the game, the way, he, you know, his personality, the way he can grow it. I mean, uh, I think, you know, our league, you know, needs more of that. And, you know, Revo is a good, uh, good example of that. Obviously, uh, I love having him in the locker room. I, I certainly missed him when he wasn't in St. Louis. We had, we had some good battles. Uh, let's just say when we were playing against each other and I'm not mad that I'm on the same team as him now. Cause it was, uh, he, he seemed to pick on me a lot. You mentioned the, the goaltenders and I want to follow up on that for a second. Just how much of a luxury has it been for you guys knowing, you know, you're going to play in front of either Mark Andre Fleury or Robin Leonard basically every night this season. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? I mean, look, look at Lenny last night, Flower night. I mean, every night you're getting good goaltending. So it, it frees us up as defensemen, especially because it allows us to do things knowing that we kind of have, have that safety valve back there. Um, you know, both guys, you know, night in night out, they're going to give it to you. They, they want to be in the net and uh, they got good chemistry. We got good chemistry with them. It's obviously rare to have two guys like that back there, but uh, you know what? They're going to give you a chance to win every night, which is exactly what you want from your goaltending. So playoffs are around the corner here a little bit, and you definitely strike me as the type of guy who thrives on, you know, the playoffs and the atmosphere, kind of everything that comes with it. Fair to say you're looking forward to, to the postseason, kind of elevating your game uh, and all of that that comes, comes with the playoff time. Yeah. To me, that's the, the I mean, no fans this year is going to be a little bit different, but for me, it's the most fun time of the year. I mean, when you think about it, you know, you put yourself in a position all year to, you know, play your best hockey. Why? To get into the playoffs, right? And when you want to be playing your best hockey going into the playoffs and um, whatever happened in the regular season, essentially other than the standings gets washed out when you get into the playoffs because it's a whole new, you know, season. And uh, it's, when you think about this year, you, you know, play, you, was that seven, 14, 28 games you could potentially play. It's almost half the season that we, we played this year. So it's, it's a lot of hockey that, uh, you know, when you really think about it, it's, uh, it's the best time of the year because everything is so under the microscope and the pressure and, and you got to enjoy that because uh, like I said, for everybody, it gives you kind of a, a breath of fresh air and gives you a fresh start uh, when the playoffs start. 
what are kind of the keys for you guys as you enter the stretch run here? You've got about a fourth of the regular season left. You're two points out of the division lead. What are you guys focusing on the rest of the way? I think the first thing, you know, like I said, was getting, you know, contributions throughout the lineup and using everybody in every situation, which we've been able to do, especially with the addition of Giannis. That's that's really helped. And uh, once we get the power play going, when it's consistently a threat where we want it to be, I think uh, you're certainly going to see us uh, put more pressure on. I mean, we're scoring goals five and five, which we weren't there for a little bit. Now, if you can just get the power play going and, um, it's not always about scoring goals, but it's creating momentum. And I think if we can find a way to continue to create momentum consistently on the special team, it's going to be important for us in the playoffs because, you know, you may only get one or two opportunities a game. You just want to make sure they count. Being a guy who came in this year, you obviously hadn't seen, you know, like Nick Haig, Zach Whitecloud, you know, in training camps and things the past couple of years. What have you sort of seen from them and their development throughout the season? Maybe what's impressed you about their games so far? Uh, well, they, they can play in any situation. I mean, uh, and they're playing together too, right? Which is, you know, you don't see two young guys typically playing together, but uh, they're both responsible, both ends guys, which is what you want. It kind of complements uh, the other guys in the back end and, and they move the puck well and the physical and, uh, you know, they, they want to learn, right? They they talk to me a lot. I, you know, try and teach them as much as they can, try and help them. And uh, when you got guys like that that have developed and are continually, you know, eager to learn, I think you're going to see them keep progressing um, you know, at both ends and, and it helps, uh, you know, having six guys that can play because you can kind of roll through all six guys and again, uh, alleviate some of those heavy minutes from, from everybody when you can kind of, you know, move it around between all 60. Yeah. You guys have kind of, uh, exchanged partners a little bit too. I mean, you've played with Martinez, you've played with McNabb, you've played with Theodore. How nice is that? And I guess the top four that you guys are kind of, you know, interchangeable can work with different guys that there's that kind of versatility there. It's important because, you know, um, you know, we can, we can interchange on the power play penalty kill, um, end of games if we're down by a goal, if we're up by a goal, uh, being able to play with anybody is important. Um, you know, you never know what can happen. Someone can go down, someone can, uh, you know, lose a skate, anything. And if you can kind of mix and match those pairs, uh, it's important, uh, you know, moving down here, down the stretch. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about something personally. It's a little weird transition, but, you know, you've done a lot of community work or did a lot of community work in, in St. Louis, especially with, you know, pediatric cancer. As you go forward in Vegas, obviously signing long-term here, is that something you want to continue look forward to, you know, getting involved in the community and, and causes that are important to you? Yeah, it's, it's really important to me. I mean, uh, you know, the pediatric cancer, obviously, you know, my niece was sick, Allie. That's how, you know, we, we had already been a part of uh friends of kids with cancer which is big in st louis um and then when Eldie got sick we obviously took that to the next level because when it hits home it's obviously on something different um you know we're, we're big into that there's a lot of things that are important to me in my life um you know i'm not a big believer in doing it for publicity there's a lot of things we still do that you know we like to keep behind the scenes we we just do it you know um, by the kindness of our heart and uh, you know uh, it's important for us to continue to do that and get our kids involved as they you know get older because uh, you know they understand that uh, you need to get back and and I'm happy that my wife uh, enjoys as much as I do. Cool well Alex uh, that's all the questions we have for you uh, on this edition of the Golden Edge podcast thanks so much for joining us. You got it guys thanks for uh, thanks for giving me something to do I enjoy it it's, uh, it's fun chatting <laughs> off you. Yeah, no problem Happy to do it. Uh, I'm Ben Goats. That's Dave Shane. That was a uh, Golden Knights defenseman, Alex Petrangelo. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again real soon.
one-hour air conditioning and heating, our trained comfort specialists are here to help improve the air quality of your home. So call 855-1-HOUR or visit onehourair.com. Always on time or you don't pay independently owned and operated licensed in their respective state or county please check out our new seven at seven newscast weekdays at 7 a.m and 7 p.m get every bit of local news you need in seven minutes from the las vegas review journal sugar ray leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, and thomas hearns legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.